You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're chatting with Jeff Rotemeyer, who is the founder and the CEO of the Love 21 Foundation. And we'll be talking about the great work that they've been doing uh, for the community, uh, but also how it's been hampered somewhat recently by a fire uh, that has broken out near their office. Uh, welcome back on the program, Jeff. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to see you again. We are live uh, today on Facebook. Facebook as well, so I'd love for our listeners uh, to join us there. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, you'll be able to see and hear Jeff there. So I think for some of our listeners, most of our listeners, they're no stranger to the work that you and your team do at Love 21 um, Foundation. Uh, but refresh our memory for, for some who may be tuning in for the first time. Um, you work uh, predominantly uh, with the Down Syndrome community and their families. What do you do there? Yeah, it's Love 21 is a charity We're in Hong Kong working with the Down Syndrome and Autistic community. And our focus is really on sport, nutrition, and holistic family care programs to really give this community a real chance to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. Yeah, and it's really evolved because um, now it's a really holistic approach. Like you said, you, at first it was sports, and now you mm. also work on nutrition. So wh- what what aspects of it uh, do, do you focus on? Yeah, with sport, we have, I, I think it's close to 45 different types of activities. You know, all the standards, the the classics like the football, rugby, swimming, tennis, you know, those beautiful sports, right? Team sports. And then you also have a ton of dance. We're a huge yes. dancing community. So hip-hop, jazz, contemporary, salsa. We even have a K-pop dance class. K-pop dance. We dance to everything, any type of music. Even with no music, we're, we're a big dancing community. Mm. And we have other classes like, you know, art therapy, music therapy, which are very important for our newest members especially and even some more extreme sports like uh, we have a dragon boat team we do climbing we have a surfing program so we're just trying to you know really open up doors for this community to try new things and yeah expand uh, the range of activities that they can do every day yeah and what's been the feedback are are they quite adventurous do they like trying new things love trying new things and love also getting into new places and in hong kong and meeting new people Um, the expat community as well they've really enjoyed it's just Every time that they're given opportunities, there's such an amazing amount of gratefulness that they have. And it maybe it kind of makes me remember and be a little bit more mindful of how lucky I am to have these opportunities that I often take for granted. We should all have these opportunities, of course, right? And but it's it, not open you know. to all the communities. So, And, and yeah. who are some of the volunteers who teach the sports? Oh, we have so many amazing volunteers. You know, the city is full of so many caring people. And, you know, they've just continuously pushed Love 21 forward. Um, yeah, amazing volunteers who, yeah, are like family, you know, yeah. big part of our Love 21 family. We follow uh, your, your, your social media a lot here at, here at RTHK. So we see some of the great uh, dances that, you know, often happens. Um, what about the feedback from the parents? Because this community, uh, I mean, I grew up in, in Hong Kong. Um, I think I think it happens with a lot of different sort of um, extra needs or special needs community. There's not a lot of visibility, but, um, but with um, programs like yours, it really really does allow parents to also get together and, 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 and their communities to come together. What are some of the feedback they've given to you? Oh, the parents. I mean, honestly, the parents are like our second family for myself. They're, they're amazing people. Um, we have a lot of single moms, to be honest, in, in this community. We love 21 support about 350 families. And, you know, we have a lot of single moms. You know, and when you're a single mother, especially uh, taking care of a child with, uh, you know, autism or Down syndrome, you know, it's hard. It's a blessing in many ways, but it's also a a big challenge. And when you're a single mom, you often have to depend on CSSA and government allowances to survive, which means that you're really on the brink of poverty all the time. 
So it is a very big challenge. So as an organization, we've really done our best to really focus a lot on empowering these parents. We have some amazing dads, of course, um, classes for parents only, counseling sessions for parents, educational workshops, and also just fun evenings where the parents can just relax and have a, have a dinner yes. while you know we take care of the kids and have a dance party. You know, We're just trying to really open up um, just more support for these amazing parents. Yeah, now your offices are in San Po Kong. There was a fire that broke out near um, your offices recently. Tell us what happened. It was right on our floor. You know, it was our next door neighbor, you know, shockingly of all places, massive fire, um, took 18 hours to put the fire out. So it's an incredible amount of water that that took. And, you know, so our place is flooded. Um, the smoke all came in, some fire came in. Yeah, it was quite a, a shock, yeah, you know, a real how shock. You, how did you find it? Did you find out through the news? Or I had did a somebody... friend. I had a friend write me. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, really? Same building? I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a big building, you know, and but yeah, right on our floor. It was just one after the other. And then yeah. all of a sudden our, our center's down. And yeah, it's, it's pretty shocking. Um, I saw the video. Um, t t what did you see when you arrived uh, at the scene? Oh, you walk. Yeah, so you walk in at the beginning. We're on the ninth floor. Yeah. So you get to the building, and then you've got police all in front, and they're checking IDs to let people up. And then you start walking up the steps, and you just got water flooding down your feet, and you have to put bags on your feet. And it was a like a destruction. The amount of destruction in that building is is pretty shocking. Thankfully, there was nobody in the offices at that time. That's right. Yeah, thankfully. Right. Um, is anything salvageable? Did, were you able to sort of um, save some things? We hope so. It, yeah. It's still, you know, a lot of equipment has electrical, like so rowing machines, bikes, treadmills, uh, you know, our, our measurement tools for our dietary nutrition program. You know, all of this stuff is most likely going to be destroyed and unusable, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that building in terms of with the owner and the neighbor and some legal issues that they're going to have. And but it will definitely be uh, a big, a big uh, cost for us to set up and purchase new equipment that we definitely will need. Yeah, because it's a relatively new office. I think you've been there for just four years, and and and, and definitely um, here at at RTHK, you've been a part of Operation Santa Claus. So we followed uh, the work that you've done. Um, how can how can how can we help? At the moment, are you running any fundraising uh, for, for for the office? Yes, yeah, we have a crowdfunding campaign. Um, it's kicked off uh, yesterday, so it's going it's going pretty well. Um, we have had so many, you know, caring people in this in this city trying to help, and you know, it, it is a obviously it's a terrible terrible thing, right? It was a beautiful center, four years old. Um, as an organization, we're five years old, so it was our first and only home. Um, it was sponsored. The rent was sponsored by Siganti, which is an amazing uh, company in, in Central there, who have been so kind in supporting us for a long time. Mm. Uh, we were very lucky to get that space, and when we moved into that space, you know, it was so it's so it's amazing so and for our families to have that home. You know, it wasn't an industrial building, which is not the ideal, but when the people step into that place, it was so beautifully designed, um, and it had so much love in the air. It was a really nice space to be in because you'd see kids running, interacting, playing sports, healthy activities, sign language classes and African drumming classes. And it's just a beautiful community. But you also see mothers and fathers resting on the sofa. You see them engaged in conversations, giving support to each other, having laughs. It's a really beautiful space, um, but it's hard. You know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a sad moment but at the same time, you know, that space was special because of those people. And we'll find a new home. 
um, I'm very confident that we can do so. Yeah, I was going to say, what's going to happen? Will you wait until you know that that place is renovated, or will you have to just find a new place for the time being? What, what, what's the plan? Yeah, it's it. No matter what, it's going to be out of commission for at least a few months, right? Um, but we're quite we're we're not really too certain how safe it's going to be even once it's open because of the amount of destruction that's done in that building, and. It, in some ways, I, I love the idea of our community having that space because it's very rare that you can find a 5,000 square foot center, right? Sampo Kong has a lot of big industrial yes. space and it's much more affordable per square footage. But it is kind of sad at the same time that this community have to find that space in, in an industrial building. You know, this is a community that, you know, deserve better spaces. They deserve to have a center that's in a really nice location that doesn't have to be in an industrial building, just to put it bluntly, you know, and um, we'll we'll make a home. We're not sure what we're going to do exactly, but we're just raising as much as we can to see what kind of space we can get. And we want to take a step forward. We want to seize this opportunity as one to raise more awareness about our community, make sure that they know um, that they're cared for and to give them a new step up and an even better home. You and your team are really amazing. You know, despite this fire, you're seeing it as an opportunity. And that's the the, the, the best mindset that we can all have when we face the types of adversity. Um, so perhaps some of our listeners listening, maybe if you have a space um, that's available, maybe you can contact Jeff and his team. Um, what's a what's an ideal sort of space then, Jeff, if you were to, to say an ideal space uh, for, for, for all the work and all the sports that's uh, being done uh, w- w- with the Down syndrome and the autistic community? That you're working with yeah I mean being in that space you know it, it gave us time to learn and, and learn more about our community and our programs what what classes are working what classes are not and also how to leverage off of our partners in Hong Kong like clubs like the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club and you know the, some rugby clubs and you know we've got other facilities in the city that are you know we, we are able to, to yes, yes we're able to collaborate with and partner with and you know that's a huge advantage not just in that we have more affordable facilities in the city but also that our community get to be more engaged in the community and people outside get to know more about the Love 21 community. So we're, we're in a good position now to make a, a good strategy of how we have a combination of a space for ourselves, uh, but also that we better leverage off our partners in the community. I, I think we need, you know, we need a lot of dance space, right? But dance, dance halls, for example, and other dance studios are pretty easy to access. Yeah. The main fitness room we had was was a 2,500 square foot artificial grass room. That was a very good room for us for a lot of personal training and fitness classes, even indoor tennis, beginners tennis and hockey and yeah. So it, it's exciting. We'll we'll, we'll get our yeah strategy going. Absolutely. Um, now, what are some of the perceptions and attitudes uh, towards people with with extra needs when you go out to the community uh, w- with people from the Love Twenty One Foundation? Do people strike up a conversation? Do people come up and say, "What are you all doing right now?" Um, people asking our Love Twenty One community yeah. when they're outside. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know we're we're pretty noticeable these <laughs> days. You know, it, we're, at first, you know, Love Twenty One wasn't too well known. But we are getting out there a lot, in large part because of our staff. You know, Carmel Armstrong, our COO, and Kenneth Chan, who's our head of programs. Yes. They've they've been Kenneth working. Kenneth was on the program. Yeah, yeah oh great. yeah, no, yes. they've been working honestly, tirelessly. You know, it's been a very difficult time, but they've been working so hard, and yeah, it's amazing to see how how passionate they are. But it's tough on them. But they have done such a great job in getting our community out more into clubs and to events. We're at AIA this weekend at the Wheel doing a dance performance and. You know, it's it's 
it's so important, actually, the, the educational aspect of raising more awareness in this city, because this is a community that are very held back. And as a parent of a child with autism or Down syndrome, yes, it's it's beautiful, but it's also very hard. And, you know, a lot of these parents are very hesitant in going outside. You know, they're hesitant in bringing their child outside. What are they concerned about? Well, I think there's a lot of judgment, yes. you know, and if, you're, if your boy with, say, autism is uh, too excited on the train, um, maybe he's pulling his mask down and people are staring and that mother's trying to, you know, help calm the boy or control and it's, it's very stressful. Yeah, you know? and people cast looks and, and, and yeah, sometimes, yeah, I, 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 I see that. And there's that judgment and then the anxiety builds for the parents. And it can be a very lonely experience to, to have to pacify your child, but also have unwanted or, or unfriendly looks being given. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can somewhat relate in a way to having like a newborn on an airplane with that newborn crying. Yes, right, and you're trying to pacify. True, the, yes. but all all babies cry. Yes, but you know when you have a child with autism or Down syndrome, yeah. that judgment and that is it's just on a different level, yeah. and it hurts. It does. You know, it hurts. I I couldn't imagine being uh, judged in that way. You know, and sadly, you know, a lot of our parents they they'll say that people actually think that they've done something wrong. Or that your child is misbehaving. To or, deserve oh. a child like with autism or Down syndrome. There's that level of judgment. Oh. And also some of our parents aren't even comfortable in sharing with their other family members about their child's uh, diagnosis. Mm. So it's, it's a very... It's a very, it's very much a community that need a lot of love and more support in this community. And I think Love 21 is a charity. We're tackling this, this issue and as holistically as we can. And I think education and society is, is very, very important. Absolutely. And, and you and your team have been doing tremendous work because it's true. Growing up in Hong Kong, you know, we, there wasn't a lot of visibility in this community because, mm -hmm. like you said, I think parents were worried about judgment and, and they stayed at home and, and this community would be sort of locked in and, and without socializing and not even going to the playground or something as simple as uh, and as basic as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Jeff, uh, remind our listeners how we can support you and your team. Have you got a, a Facebook page, a Instagram, and how can we um, um, join the appeal and, and to donate to, to, to rebuilding the Love 21 uh, offices? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we have. A, yeah, we definitely have Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Love 21 Foundation. Our website's love21foundation.com, and we've got our crowdfunding campaign. You can check it out on our social media pages. We would definitely appreciate any support, whether it's $50 or, or more every dollar counts and I think the key is really that more and more people if we all contribute a little bit and show this community that we care um, I think it's a great time for us to turn this negative occasion into a huge win for this community absolutely and and for our listeners you know how much is a cup of coffee you know don't have your coffee today and tomorrow you should be uh, digging deep into your pockets thank you so much for your time today oh, thank Jeff. you really appreciate it